Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. It is so great to be right back here this evening on an amazing Monday evening. I tell everybody, Monday is marvelous just like Sunday is sacral. So enjoy every single day that comes your way. It is so great to uh, have all of you that are listening once again. We look forward to being right back here every single Monday with you. And so Miss Rihanna is out for just a second, and so we want to see if that other co-host is on. Uh, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Mr. Arthur is a little slow coming in this evening, too, my fraternity brother, so maybe he'll be in here soon because we're so honored to have. Are you there? Hello there. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, fraternity brother? Okay. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I, I am, too. I am, too, now. Uh, <laughs> you are, too, now. It sounds like you're so happy that the election is behind us. Well, it's kind of behind us, right? Is it totally behind us? Well, it's going to be on January 20th, regardless. As they say, uh, I don't know where he's going to go, but he got to get that up out of him. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that actually leads us into an amazing guest that we have on uh, this evening, uh, fraternity brother. And so you can appreciate this gentleman since you are from the Air Forces, and so this is a veteran that we're going to have on this evening that served this country to make sure that democracy prevailed, and uh, so I'm not always sure that democracy is prevailing, uh, frat brother, because this gentleman that we're going to have on tonight, we're going to hear this story about what happened to him. This is someone who fought in the war, who served this country, who we we honor and salute. As we know, uh, Veterans Day is coming up, and so it's time for us to salute and honor our veterans, even though we salute and honor our veterans every single day. 365, right? Right, right, right. Amen. So, Yeah, there you go. So tonight we have none other than Mr. Bill Brown that's on with us right here from Tyler, Texas, and so we're going to find out if he is with us right now. We're going to ask him to press one if he is there and yes, bring his him line's to open. Queue. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna. Yes, there. I'm here. Rihanna, our engineer. Oh, fine. Good evening, uh, Mr. Bill Brown. First of all, let me say thank you for being on our show tonight and welcome to Marvelous Monday. It's an honor to have you on with us uh, tonight. I'm sorry that you're on for the reason that you're on for, but this is the country and the world that we live in right now. So, Introduce yourself to our listening audience all across uh, this United States of America and tell us uh, what war that you served in. Just tell us what it is that you want us to know about you, and then I'm going to 
to talk to you about an incident that happened right here in our city, Tyler, Texas, where I was born and bred and where Mr. Bill Brown, Bill Brown lives right now and where he lived before as a younger fellow growing up. So we're going to find out if he sees things any differently from when he was growing up here in Tyler, Texas, and what it looks like now. But go ahead and introduce yourself to our listening audience, Mr. Bill Brown. Okay, I'm uh, Bill Brown, and like I say, I was born in Paducah, Texas, a little place in West Texas, and I spent uh, three years here in Tyler from the 50s to the 53, and we moved to Colorado, and I spent uh, all my adult life there, and We've been in Tyler now 18 years. Uh, in the meantime, I put uh, 38 years in at uh, I Steel, uh, and then they changed the name of it to Oregon Steel Mills. I worked 38 and a half years there and uh, retired and moved to Tyler. But uh, in the meantime, in 67, I, went in, uh, I was drafted into the Army. Uh, I went in in March of 67, and I got out in... Uh, November of 1968, and while I was in, I served with the 173rd Airborne. I was a paratrooper. Uh, Westmoreland was our uh, uh, commander-in-chief while I was there, and from the Delta to the Central Highlands to Cambodia to Tuiwa, all those areas of Vietnam, I, I worked in all those areas. I spent uh, 365 days in the field uh, digging a foxhole every night and uh, through rain, through storms, through dry seasons. And uh, I lost two platoons while I was there. Uh, Five guys were killed and about five guys wounded. And then the next time I had lost about three guys killed and about five or six guys wounded. So, in all the big battles that we had, uh, 875, Tet Offensive. Um, <clears throat> so those are, uh, and then we went up to Way. We operated up there for, to the Tet Offensive was over with, and so helped the Marines with that big city up there. So we, uh, we were a blocking force. We didn't get into the city of Way, but we were a blocking force. Everybody coming out of Way, we kind of had a position there for them. So. But those are my times, and when I come back to the United States, uh, I went back to work at CFNI, and then I finished my degree uh, in sociology in 78 uh, from the University of Southern Colorado, and I also have an associate degree from uh, University of Southern Colorado in commercial refrigeration and air conditioning. So that's a little of my history. Very good. Well, first let me say – Mr. Brown, we thank you for your service and the great work that you did uh, in protecting and serving in this country. And Mm -hmm. and let me just let everybody know, yes, Ms. Rihanna said yes. And, of course, uh, our veteran, uh, Mr. Arthur Fleming, says yes, of course. But but Bill Brown and his lovely wife, Miss Anna Brown, are very dear friends of mine. We actually uh, dear friends of ours, I should say, my husband and myself. And we attend church together. And we just want him to tell us uh, what actually happened, when this happened, and, and how he came about of this thing happening to him when he walked outside of his door. And then go from there, uh, Mr. Bill, and tell us exactly what you discovered when you walked out okay. of your door okay. and when. On Saturday night, we went to bed, and I always checked and opened the door about 10 o'clock or 1030. 
check outside and make sure everything was all right. And we went to bed and uh, woke up Sunday morning to go to church. And I always go outside and get my paper. But the wife beat me this time. She went outside to get it. Then she noticed my sign was gone, and it was laying in the middle of the of the of the um, my yard out there. And then and what sign? And what red, sign was this? What sign was the this? Biden Biden Harris sign was okay. laying in my front yard. It wasn't laying next to my house. It was in the front yard. So and she noticed the red paint on it, but she didn't pay it any attention. And so she called me and she says, "Somebody been messing with my sign out there." So I immediately went outside. And when I went outside, I seen uh, the Slasica on uh, on the, my mailbox. So they had painted all three sides of my mailbox. My mailbox, they painted it all red. And then they painted uh, uh, the sign red. And they put the Slasica sign, the Germany sign, on on both sides of my um, uh, Biden sign. And uh, so that disturbed me. So I immediately called the police. They came out and investigated it. And they say, well, uh, you know, we'll take your uh, information, and they took it, and they said, we'll get back to you if we find anything going wrong. And so I checked with all all the neighbors around that I could check with, and nobody seemed to uh, know what happened, or they wasn't aware that night of anybody being in the street or whatever. Now, the young girl next to me, uh, she's 16, she said about 1130, she was up watching something, and she said, She's seen lights and she's seen, uh, heard noise outside of my door, you know, her door, but she didn't pay it no attention and she just figured it was just cars. So, you know, she, she that was the only one that I say that uh, knew anything that went on out there in front of my house was about 11, mm-hmm. 1130 that night. Something was going on, but nobody paid it any attention and we don't have no witnesses or nothing. And so, but anyway, I thought that was a slap in the face. And then when you look at, uh, the neighborhood, you know, you figure who is my neighbor and who's not your neighbor. Uh, are people okay. disliking you because of your color, or do they dislike you because you're uh, a military veteran, or do they dislike you because you have a sign in your yard? And I thought that was very disrespectful. If you, know, you can't have a sign in your yard, uh, and it's your property, and uh, right. somebody's going to disface uh, what what you believe in or what you stand for. You know, and this is America. We all decide if you're going to put a, a flower in your house, on your yard, who's to say? Yeah, that's your choice. It's mm-hmm. your yard. So why should somebody come through and and bother all your stuff? And so that's what we right. we felt we felt we like we were violated. And uh, right. So, so Mr. Bill, let me let me ask you a couple of questions, right? And so then now, first of all, we want to say that that you fought in this country that we may have the democracy that is supposed to avail itself uh, to us. Uh, you fought for the First Amendment right to uh, freedom of expression, that you're able to have whatever sign that you want to have in your yard, whatever political party that you want to support or whatever candidate. I'm not even going to go in the direction of a political party, just whatever candidate that you wanted to support uh, to become president of the United States. Now, in your neighborhood, I believe uh, that you may be the only uh, African-American family, or uh, talk to me about that. Are there others uh, that are in your in your subdivision? Go ahead. Yes, we have uh, three families of us now 
in our neighborhood, and I have uh, 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 another family who's three doors down from me now. Uh, it's a rental house, and so they have just moved in uh, about, I want to say, two months ago. And then I have another couple that uh, live in front of me about four doors down on another street, but I can see their house from my front yard, and they have lived there about, I want to say, six years. And uh, okay. then we have another lady who will live on the street on the other side of uh, Reek, uh, uh, but and they go to church with us. And so, but, you know, that's all we have in this neighborhood. We We only have about four or five streets either way. So, but it's predominantly white. Correct. So let me ask you this, then were you, were you the only, because now now your, your story is all over Google, your, your picture of your mailbox and everything with the Schwarzenegger sign uh, painted on um, the sign, Uh, just uh, everything. You're all, and, and I'm sad that this happened to you, the city that I was born and bred so, so let me ask you this question. Do you see, because you were here, you lived in the 50s here for about three years or a few years, and so you know what it was like during that time. And let's take a look at what it's like right now. Do you see a large amount of differences from back then until now? Because I'm, I'm tragically sorry that this happened to you, a veteran, it shouldn't happen to anybody, but a veteran who served this country so that we may have the right to express our viewpoints and, and, and your, your First Amendment right. Do you see any difference from back then until what it looks like now, today? Well, I see a lot of things because when I went to uh, T.J. Austin, you know, it was a segregated school, and that's the only place where blacks. Now you're able to go to any school you want to go to, but uh, with a recent laws that that's they have changed a lot of things where busing was customary and now they're not busing no more and they say it's not necessary no more we're more diverse but the schools you know and then here just a couple of months ago they did change the schools here uh the the lee school and the john tyler schools they changed the names of them to legacy and tyler high so that's a change in the right direction because uh, when I came here and I said, man, people going to a, a racist school with a name like that, Robert E. Lee, I said, he didn't stand for nothing good. And, uh, you know, you know, he stand for, for racism. That's what he stood for, the South. And that's why we went to war. And all the veterans who fought in those wars, you know, it's an honorable thing to fight for what you believe in. But uh, yeah. you, you, the South was defeated. And now we should go on and not look at that. But they don't let it never die. Uh, you know, it's sure. still you got to fight. We're still Americans, but they still want to be a part of the South, and that's not so. We're all Americans, and we should be yes, all addressed as Americans and not just Southerners, Northerners, Easterners, Westerners, mm-hmm. or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. We we're all Americans, and we're all sure. God's children. Sure, very good. So let me ask you this question, uh, Mr. Bill: Were there other Biden-Harris signs in your neighborhood? Not that I uh, remember. Uh, I only seen Trump signs. There are about five or six that we wrote up a few streets, and there are about five or six Trump signs, but we were the only one that had a Biden sign. And uh, so then, we had had so, two sets of Biden signs that was stole about 
two or three or four weeks ago, and you gave us new signs, so we put new signs yeah. out. So we, we've been vandalized before because they took, yeah. we had two signs out there, and they took them. Now we put one yeah. more, and they vandalized this. So they're going to make it a little bit more obvious and paint up all my stuff and put red paint on it. So, <laughs> you know, so, so that's I, just I thought hit. I wasn't for yes, I, and I wasn't for sure if that that paint was pink because it looked pink on the photograph, and so I didn't know if there was some indication uh, toward uh, Vice President Elect uh, Harris. But you said it was red, so then well, it so was pink red, was, pink red. It, they all the reddish same pink color. Color. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they come they come from the same base. <laughs> so, but. Um, so what what did you feel deep within when you walked out and you actually saw that? I know you had to feel violated, uh, but what else did you? But I was upset. I was upset. Yeah. No, not in okay. the least. I was upset. And and then what makes you more upset? You know what was really touching? Uh, Sunday afternoon after we had came back from church, the other people, my neighbors, had all come out and was you know, asking us what went on, and then they say, you know, uh, they were sorry for what went on and all this, but there was a couple that came by. They were a Jewish couple, and, you know, she was very touched. She says, now my aunt and my great-grandmother, they were all in Germany at the time that they were being the prosecution of the Jews, Mm -hmm. and she was a Jewish lady, and she says, I hate that sign, and she began to just really cry. And, you know, wow. that's the compelling point. Other people are hurt worse than me because of that sign. You know, it, it didn't affect me that way. I mean, I was, I felt violated because they messed with my property. But she felt hurt because of that sign. She's lost relatives because of that sign, you know, and so she felt even hurter than me. She said, I can't stay here no more. i got to go. And so that's how hurt she was. So just to see that in other people, and it didn't, uh, you know, how it affects them instead of affecting you. I mean, somebody else got a worse effect than what they had on me. You know, that's the way I looked at it. And it hurt me that bad that she had to go through that. So, but other people stepped up to to the thing, and they washed and cleaned it for me. And they said, Mr. Brown, you don't owe us anything. So they were neighbors in the neighborhood, wow. and they come and cleaned up this stuff and worked on it, and they've done a good job. And I'm appreciative of all the people very who and came by and give us support. I'm very thankful for all those people who uh, send a letter of encouragement or, or uh, said something to us. It's a very uh, warming, heartfelt thought. So right. thank everybody for well, that, and thank you for this. Yeah. So. And, that, and that's beautiful. Now, and let me just talk a little bit more about about what we see as racism that still exists uh, in America. The, the public has kind of a negative view uh, of our country's uh, racial progress. You know, we can see that there is some progress, and we see for the most part that people are good people. Just look at what your neighbors your your neighbors came out, and they felt badly about that. And I know that, and, and we all, the rest of us, uh, felt badly about it. When I got the photographs, uh, I, I, it was hard for me to believe that people would to that level. Do you think that, uh, that this is just uh, this is a child's prank and not so much 
as an adult. What are your What are your inner thoughts on who well, may have been? Go ahead. Uh, I don't. You know, I I have no idea. All I all okay. I can do is, you know, it doesn't it doesn't phase me if they're sixteen year old or if they're one hundred and six years old. You ain't got no business doing this here. This is a person. This is my personal property. You got nobody doing coming in your yard, uh, messing up your 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 property. And so, you know, had had I'd have seen that, and if I had have been woken in the night with, if I'd have had a object, uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. something else would have happened. <laughs> right. I put that in your right. pipe. And so, you don't come on my <laughs> property and think you're gonna get away with it. Uh, uh, you know, that's just me. And so I don't want to uh, result to violence, but you know that that's a violence that they they done to me first, you know. And you're right, not supposed right. to you're not supposed to turn the cheeks, but you have a right to protect your own property. And had well, I sure. caught them, I'd have protected my property. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Right. Well, you mentioned the fact that there was four or five uh, Trump signs in the neighborhood. Was any demarcation to any of those signs? No, that I can remember. Okay. Okay. All right. Because if it had been, we probably would have heard about it just like we heard about what happened with yours, right? And I'm right. sure that they would have called the police uh, department as well. So so now let's take a look then a little bit deeper at, uh, at the fact that it happened to you. It was a Biden-Harris sign. And which means that you probably supported Biden Harris because you had their signs in the yard. The Trump people had their Trump signs in the yard, so they they probably supported him. But so where are we in in this this war? Because now we're looking at all the different things that are happening on television, and so we looked at uh, the Electoral College, which actually uh, elects uh, selects the uh, president of the United States. And so now we have, uh, uh, we have this amazing uh, black woman uh, who is of uh, African descent. She is also of Asian descent. She's, she's a mixture. And so we have, she's the 49th vice president of the United States. Prior to that, we had 48, we had 48 Caucasian men. And I can tell you unequivocally, I am ecstatic. Number one, that it's a woman that looks like me, and number two, that it is a uh, it is a sorority sister of mine. So I'm I'm double proud of to see the great work that she has done. So now, do you think then that it has anything to do with the fact that a, a black woman is on that ticket? This is the first in the history of this country that we have had a woman period and then we have a black woman who happens to be the first that sits in that position. Do you think that it has anything to do with that? Because after all, the election was over, right? Sunday morning the election was over? Right. Was that is right. that right? So That's correct. what do you see? Well, uh as far as that is concerned, the whole ticket is uh you know, that's what they whether or not it's the woman on there or it's the man on there, the way I look at it, it's a Democrat. And the way okay. the sign was put the swastika on it, uh, I don't think you can separate neither one. And so okay. it's it's what the sign stood for, and that's all I can uh, – uh, because I'm not in 
somebody else's mind to thinking what they can do. All I know is they uh, terrorize the sign and they terrorize my mailbox. So now sure. what they're thinking is behind it, and and what I can think and pull out of all that, I can only pull out either it was against us to live here, my wife and I, or it was right. against the sign. And it could be both uh, okay. uh, of the things. And it could be the third, being a veteran. So I don't know what the thinking is. I just know that my hmm. house was terrorized and, you know, and it's, it upset me. So that's the only sure. thing that I can think of, those three things that they could terrorize me with. Because I really, uh, you know, I, I don't know who I've made mad in the world. Uh, you know, I don't really socialize with hardly anybody except for my family and the people sure. that I go to church with. And I'm sure that sure. anybody that you know at the church wouldn't come and terrorize your house no. like this. Oh. It, it's no. got to be somebody no. that, uh, uh, I don't know, just like I say, I'm, you, everybody's guessing. Nobody knows facts. And I'm not going to say anything else about it. Who, Whoever done it, they know it. And the Lord knows. And and mm-hmm. he'll reprimand when, he, when you leave this world. You're going to have to give an account of everything you done done in this world. You're going to give an account of it. Sure. Sure, good sure. and bad. Oh, good and bad. That's true. Well, well I, one more question I have, and then my co-host, uh, Ms. Rihanna, and, and, and Mr. Arthur may have some questions of you. But you mentioned your mailbox. Now, we all know that a mailbox is a federal piece. You can't, you can't put things in the mailbox unless you have a stamp on it, and you can't take things out of other people's mailboxes. And you certainly cannot demar a mailbox. So does the does the mailbox does the postal system know about what happened to your mailbox? No, I did not call them, but I talked to my mailman, and he says, "Well, a lot of times, uh, unless you got proof, the police can prove something. They're not going to come out and investigate a minor incident like that, you know." But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, it's a hate thing. But you know, uh, yeah. like I say, there's other things. I guess the post office is doing. So I did not contact the post office. I collected the, I contacted the police department, and right. and and when they give me a, a reading as to what they're thinking is, and if it's necessary, if it's necessary for them to to uh, call in the federal, you know that's something that they have to make. I'm not going to make that call sure. because I think it, it was minor things, and I think it upsets me. And eventually, I will never forget this event. And now that's something mm-hmm. that's just like Vietnam. You never forget it. And sure. and, and if a person, and if a woman ever have a child, you never forget it. You know you had pain, mm-hmm. but you'll never forget right. it, and you're, and you're happy for them. And so this is an incident that happened to me. I'll never forget it. But, you know, I, unless they can come some kind of re, uh, resolution through the police and tracking people, uh, you know, and that's neither here nor there, and whatever they're going to get, you might get a ticket, you know, for, you know, and so – the people done cleaned it up, so you know I really wasn't out of a lot of money. It's just my right. pain and suffering. So sure, you know what sure. are they going to pay? You know, you know, there's nothing there mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. except for the person that they offended, and all the other people in the neighborhood are offended by what's going on. You know, and so uh, I, I I don't have no remedy for that. And you know, if the police solve the problem and they find the perpetrators. We go from there, mm-hmm. you know, and so, sure. uh, you know, sure. they could turn it over to the federal, and if the federal want to do something with it, you know, uh, uh, I'm sure that they would look at it, you know, and so that's their decision. But, 
Right now, sure. if, if they can't find nobody, and I don't know nobody that done it, and I've asked right. all the neighbors, and the newscasters have been here, and they went around all the neighbors and asked. Nobody can right. pinpoint as to what went on, and so, uh, you know, we just kind of just wait for wait for this here to calm Brave down, maybe. This. I don't know. Yes. Well, you know, people don't really know uh, when they're in someone's yard. That's really taking uh, a risk because uh, if people hear things going on outside and around their homes and we have the right to protect uh, our property and our environment, uh, people could lose their lives over uh, foolishness. Uh, by com- because I, I can tell you that last sign that I brought to your home, which I guess is the sign that this happened to, I put it up very close to your front door. You have a beautiful home, beautiful lawn, everything, and I put it right up close. So that that took a lot of nerves for someone to come that close to your front door and and do those things. Miss Rihanna, I don't know if you have any questions of Mr. Brown or not. If you do, go right ahead. Well, I want to thank Mr. Brown. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Uh, it's so appreciated. My entire family thanks you and is forever grateful for that service. And I hope you do have a um, a more peaceful Veterans Day. And you definitely deserve some peace. Um, and I also want to say I did notice uh, in a couple of the articles that I read about this incident uh, that some, you know, coming from obviously good-hearted people, Um, well-meaning sentiments, but something that I wanted to point out about one of the sentiments that I saw expressed, um, someone had mentioned uh, that the ugliness that exists within a small minority of people, and I understand what what they were expressing, and it was a kind kind sentiment they were expressing, but I do want to just say uh, I just feel like we have to make it so clear. Um, it, there may be more of us good-hearted people than there are uh, people who would do something like this, but what this represents, while it may be a minority of the people, that doesn't take anything away from the dangerous uh, message that this sends, the dangerous things yeah. that this represents. Um, yes. You know, one it's the symbol for something that uh, is responsible for an awful lot of death and an awful lot of heartache and division and um, horror. And so, you know, this isn't just ugliness. This is hatred and evil and terrorism that this represents. And yes. um, to do this to the home of a veteran just makes me sick. And I, I just appreciate your service. I appreciate you. And I'm so very sorry that this had to had to occur uh, to your family, and what a violation. Yes. Thank you. Well, the only thing I say is oh. just, you know, you, you're real close to Veterans Day, and so this is what I got to go, you know, when we're looking for a happy outcome on Veterans Day to help right. them and doing for the veterans and maybe taking your spouse out or somebody to have a nice dinner or something, but I don't know, you know, just uh, it just put a damper on on my Veterans Day, so everybody else can enjoy yeah. whatever. But it 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 changed my mood right now. So yeah, well, Mr. Mm. Bill, I I just want and thank you so much for that, Miss Rihanna. Miss Rihanna actually uh, 
Mr. Bill actually hails from Texas and lives in uh, Kentucky. Uh, she is an amazing young woman that worked on my campaigns. We've traveled across this country uh, together. Uh, she doesn't look like me or you, but, but she is a, an a amazing American that embraces all ethnic groups, period. And we need more people just like her. I mean, this young lady is so close to me that I I asked her mother, can she be my other daughter? So that's my other (laughs) daughter. (laughs) Amen. and even though, yes, and 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 this Arthur, my fat brother, can yeah. he can tell you that she she is she is the fam she belongs to us, she really does. And we've been doing radio <laughs> together for a long time. We traveled into Washington D.C. together, attended in, inaugural balls and congressional black caucuses, and looks like we're not going to be able to attend one this time around. But eventually, mm. we'll have a celebration sometime or the other. But she loves that. We'll get there. And so I, I appreciate. Uh, her remarks, uh, Mr. Arthur, go ahead. Yeah, yeah first, Miss Brown, I want to say, sorry for what's happening to you down there in, in uh, Tyler, Texas, but unfortunately, it is Tyler, Texas. Uh, <laughs> right. anyway, that's one just I want just to like you know, one thing you, you know, when you talk about the Jewish lady, you say, Well, you don't understand, you know, with something like that happened. Look here, this, uh, uh, only if you know it or not, but during World War II, is a lot of Africans got, got slaughtered, you yeah. never killed a bunch mm-hmm. of black people. And yeah. also over here in America, uh, a lot of black people have been killed behind that swastika. Mm-hmm. So I want to just let yeah. you know, let folks know that. Uh, now for the for the view, for the lady was saying, well, it's just a few people. A fifty-seven percent of white people voted for Trump. Fifty-seven percent. Right. That's quite few. That's right. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, and so we got a lot of work to do uh, as far as like you know educating you know each other. You know, like they got this thing now. Well, you know, we need to try to understand the Trump supporters. No, the Trump supporters need to understand us. You know, we the base. Yes. That that needs to be yes. understood. All this, let's go. No, no. You know, for you for, you know, for you for that kind of stuff they for. I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't get my touchy feely out for you for that. I hear that. Yeah. So. Yes. That's exactly well. Right. So just to just to give you a little history of uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, Flemings, as I mentioned, my fraternity brother, he hails out of Dallas, Texas. He's been into East Texas. Uh, He's big in the NAACP uh, here in this country, in the state of Texas as well. And so he came here when we had had a beautiful senior citizen just resting in her bed, Mr. Brown, resting in her bed, uh, bed bound, as a matter of fact, and was shot and killed in her bed right here in Tyler, Texas. And then he came down here to fight against that case to make sure that equality prevailed itself. And so he has fought for against racism, and we know that it still exists. Unfortunately, I wish we could say that we don't still have that in this country, in this world, but we do, unfortunately. And so that's what we're talking about, the work I mean, I, I say this all the time that 20% of the people do 80% of the work, and we need to increase that 20%. More people need to be freedom fighters out there on the battlefield. And that battlefield I'm talking about is out there on the ground, your boots on the ground. I'm not talking about on, on the war field. We all have served and been out there on that battlefield serving this country. And, that's, and we serve this country so that you have the right. You serve this country so you have the right to put a Biden-Harris sign in your yard 
your yard that you paid for that home, nobody else. So I understand yes. how you feel the violation. I feel violated for you. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. what you felt like knowing that you put your life on the line during the Vietnam War to make things mm-hmm. better. While we slept at night, you were awake fighting for this country. Yes. And then later on, you made things easier for you and Mr. Arthur made things easier for me when I became uh, an Iraqi war veteran. So I'm, st- I'm standing on your shoulders. I stood on your shoulders. So I thank you, and I'm very sorry for what has happened with you. Well, thank you for those compliments, uh, those compliments and, and uh, the Lord knows and the Lord holds yeah. the keys. So uh, right. he's seen fit to get rid of Trump. So, you know, we just put it in his hand. He's going to handle it in his time. So it took us four years. So it's his time. So he wanted to show us <laughs> who the devil was. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask and you this question. So, so, so when you heard him say that uh, veterans were losers and suckers, and then when he talked about uh, – uh, the Honorable John McCain, who has uh, gone on, that uh, was a POW, you know. And so so what were your feelings when you, obviously, that you're happy that he's no longer uh, in place. And like Mr. Arthur said, 57% of the people actually voted and wanted him back. But we thought about white all people. the things that he said. Yeah, well, there you go, Miss Rihanna. Basically, mm-hmm. white people. There was a few that looked like me that did vote there. I have one in my family, uh, two of them, as a matter of fact. I can count them, yeah. one, two, <laughs> that I can count. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so a little bit about uh, what it was with Biden and Harris that you saw that made you want to vote them into the presidency and vice president of the United States, the country you well, served. I- I wanted respect, and Trump has okay. not respected any anybody in the United States. Only the rich. He only gives credence credence to people who are super rich, and he passed all these tax bills to help the rich. And when you t- talk about health care, he don't want to hear about it. And all of his Mitch McConnell and all the rest of them, they fall in line. And if you don't fall in my line, I'll get rid of you. And so all his cabinet, he done about fired everybody in the White House and got moved all their press secretary. They done went through three or four press secretaries because they, they, they don't want to listen to him because he, he, he tells so many tales, and then they tell one thing, and he said, well, that's not what I said. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> my, my point of view, you know, because they, they uh, say a different point of view than what he agreed with. And then he fire them because you're not talking the way I should be talking. And get get out of here. I don't need you anymore. And so he done went through three or four press secretaries. And uh, but he's just a, yeah. a person. He gonna have it his way or the highway. Yeah. It's his way. Ben Carson or got the COVID. Hey, 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 Ben Carson mm-hmm. got COVID. Ben Carson. Well, that was, my, that so, was the, yeah, my next subject was gonna be on on COVID. And so, uh, but yeah, we can switch over now that Mr. Arthur brought that in there. Because now here is a physician, now a medical person, the number one heart surgeon in the country. Neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon, I'm sorry, thank you. That's right, neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. the nurse. 
is a guy <laughs> who knows medicine like the back of his hand, to include right. his heart. He knows all. Right. He knows uh, uh, med surge spikes. He knows every organ there is to know. Yeah. Because he has, yeah. if he's working on your brain, he's got to know all the rest of the parts of the body because you can't separate it yeah. from one. So, there, I mean, even even what Herman McCain, a business, and intel, my family knew Herman Cain up close and personal because he ran the pizza joints in Omaha, Nebraska, in the Midwest. But it shows How you. in the world? Yes, yeah, go ahead. But it, but it shows you that stupidity cannot be measured by an IQ test. Yes. That would be right. true. <laughs> well, well said. Right. Kaylee Mackin is a Harvard Law well, graduate. I, I, I mean, it, you can't account for this yes. stuff. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, you know, my my parents used to say, uh, just because you got book sense doesn't mean you have any common sense. But I want you That's to have it. some common sense. That's what they used to tell us. Use your <laughs> yes. common sense. Use your head. Yeah, you can go and sit down and you can pass any test and you can study and, and come back with all these pieces of paper and these degrees and whatever. But do you have common sense? Mm-hmm. And it's not that common, is it? Well, he started right. out with such great promise. <laughs> Oh really? Well, <laughs> yeah, you remember they when he wrote that? He wrote that book, and he was a great brain surgeon. Everybody was, oh yeah, he was proud of him. Yeah, we were hyping him in the community. Then something yeah. happened. He, you know, he's a brain surgeon, but something happened. Maybe he operated on himself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you got a, so a Trump lobotomy. Other, yeah, funny. You guys are too much. So. Anything else, uh, Mr. Bill, that you would like to, uh, to share with us? We appreciate you coming on and talking with us this first hour. Uh, and uh, we just thank you so much for everything that you've done, all of your service here. You're just an amazing gentleman, and it's good to be able to call you my friend and my husband's friend. <laughs> any well, any final you. comments or anything? Yes, yes. Well, the only thing that I, I appreciate you calling and and hopefully uh, whoever's listening to this program will understand a little bit more of what we understand about human nature and how uh, it can go awry sometimes. Yeah. But you don't want to be on the other side. Uh, you know, think before you act, and that's what I say. Yeah. And you won't, you won't be sorry for what uh, conditions that you might put someone else in. And, you know, be loving to each other. And, and yeah. like the Bible always say, uh, do unto others as they would uh, as they would do unto yeah. you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so put yourself in their shoes, walk in yeah. their shoes if you can, and see how they feel. But a lot of people don't have no feeling; they don't want to take that extra mm-hmm. step. And so that's what that's what I think about our political system. They don't want to take, right. and that's what I say about the police force. They don't want to take the other step. I'm the boss, and you better listen to me. And if you don't, you've got a consequence coming with you. Mm-hmm. And whether that, whatever that is, uh, it's going to be a bad outcome if you're fighting the wrong people. And you, uh, like the police, you fight them guys, and they got guns and everything else. You're, you're just a little old bitty person, and you lose your life, and there ain't nothing else. Nobody, you're, you're gone from this world. You know, you, you're with the Lord now. So. You know, just this would be another, understand that there is loss. more love in the world needs to be instead of you popping off at everybody and thinking twice before you 
you make a comment or something because people are are human beings and they need to be lovable. There's more people that want to be loved than there are want to be haters. So we need right. to look at that in our lives and and mm-hmm. hopefully if if I need to change if this here is a change for somebody's heart, God bless you that you can change right. your heart to something uh constructible. And so hopefully right. if that happened, I'm I'm happy. But you know, for me, I'm going to get over this here and and it'll right. take time and with the friends everywhere, uh, we'll get through it. Yeah. And so well, that's you all got, you got to do. Got yeah, you have lots of people that have your back. So let me let me ask you one one final question. Then uh, now that we're getting ready to uh, go into January 2021, and we know in January 20 January we're going to have an inauguration. Do you see that it's going to be a smooth transition from this administration over to the new administration? Uh, I don't know. Someone told me uh, early on, later on this afternoon or evening that um, that 45 actually, and Ms. Rihanna, you may be able to tell me this, that he kind of made a concession kind of sort of speech, but not really, but maybe maybe more of a congratulatory did you hear congratulations to uh, the Biden campaign? Anybody? And Mr. Brown, you can answer. No. You can answer that. <laughs> Mr. Brown said no. A point blank no. I don't think so. But, but, oh. Well, so then, Mr. Well, Brown, what, what do I you think here, that we're going to have a smooth transition? Go ahead. Go ahead. You trying to you trying hear to something? <laughs> yeah. Well, what no, I did hear is that uh, on the news they said on the news that he might, uh, after he done exhausted all of his uh, legal challenges. Mm. He might come right. to uh, some senses of a of a good transition. So now that's just what they said. So whether or not okay. it comes to tradition, we don't know. So we just have to wait and see. Okay. It's always a wait and see game. It's too early to right. see what Trump and and Trump will tell you one thing five minutes and five minutes later this is something else different. So that's the way he he, he operates. Ain't nothing okay. to to the moment that it happens. That's the only thing you can believe in that moment because he'll change <laughs> in the middle of a stream. Well, let me ask you guys this. Can any of you all count? Did y'all take math in school? Did your parents oh, yeah. teach you one, twos, and threes, and A, Bs, and Cs when you were two and three and four years old? Right? Numbers oh, yeah. don't lie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Numbers. The numbers are just not there for, for him. And, um, well, and and he has six. He's that. challenging. He didn't challenge all he wants. I mean, that's his legal right. That's what everybody says, his legal true, right. True. So let him channel. So whatever that is, whatever comes about, and I'm confident that all these people been on TV, all these states, <clears throat> Mr. Trump, we do this here according to law. You know, we can't do this. There's observers. They have done this stuff together so that they don't have any problem with the voting system. To guarantee the American people are voting and their vote count. So now, yeah. whatever he, whatever he want to stir up, he, he got to fight five. He he better fight all fifty states. Say all of them are wrong. Very mm-hmm. so. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely good point. Very good point. So, so Mister Brown, let me ask you this. Uh, then, uh, what would you like to see? Uh, <laughs> Uh, that Biden Harris do for uh, African American community, the veterans. Oh well, let me turn it around. The veterans, and then 
African-American community, and I say African-American community, black community, because you're a black man. I'm a black man, and I say this, a black woman, I'm sorry. And, 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 so, and I say this all the time, charity starts at home, right? And then we spread out. And everybody knows how I feel about that. I like to take care of home first, and then I t- go and take care of the rest of the people. I have to make sure my well, house my is taken care of before I go out. Go ahead. My thing yeah. is uh, they need to, you know, I don't know what they're going to do to get these VA uh, hospitals uh, together. You know, every time you go up there, these doctors are moving around. And, you know, I don't, I, and, you, and, you, and, and in my opinion, sometimes we get rookie doctors that don't really understand the situation that veterans are in. And yeah. so, you know, they change around doctors, and then doctors carry big loads. And you don't never see the same doctor. Uh, you know, I don't know what is retention. They need to pay them or do something to retain these doctors to take care of the veteran. Now, you know, that's my whole concern because I go up to the VA and I go over there, I go to Dallas, and I go to that VA nursing home next door, and I see yeah. just people just suffering. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you ask yeah. them, well, what did this doctor? Well, we went to see this doctor. Then we go see a different doctor. Then we didn't never see. They don't never see the same doctor. Everybody's yeah. different up there. So if you could have the same doctor to to see your progress, how you're progressing, and got the same doctor can uh, can understand. That's the way my doctor is in Tyler. You got your primary doctor. You can go to them and they tell you, well, your blood pressure is down a little bit. I'm gonna give you this pill. Well, they can trace it. You go up there, they give you a pill. You go see this doctor. Well, you shouldn't be taking it. So that's his opinion. So you know what I'm saying is you've got all this here going on up there, and you're not taking care of the veteran. You know, and so that's what I say. They need continuity okay. in the VA hospital mm-hmm. to take care of the veteran. Man, I mean, we suffer up there. We done been through trauma events. We done suffered yeah. through pain, uh, wounds, yeah. whatever, yeah. and we can't never get a, a, a consistent doc, doc, doctor to diagnose and treat us for what they right. need to be treated for. And so if mm. if they would just improve that part, I think the VA, sure. I mean, besides other thing and personnel and all that stuff, keep them working like a regular hospital would work, I think the veteran would get better care. So that's my whole thing is, you know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not in that facility, but, man, that, I just I just feel sorry for those guys up there. You know, and they'd be walking around and they're doing this here and doing that there, and you ask some of them, and they talk to them, well, you know, they're not taking care. i got this big sore on me. I go see this doctor, and then I don't never see the same doctor, you know, and so that's their whole right. complaint. They don't never sure. see the same doctor no more. So, I, you know, so that's my uh, okay. uh, my my pet peeve for the VA is they need to have better care for the veteran. So Okay. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Brown. Uh, as a matter of fact, I talked to uh, – the director a couple of days ago that was Thursday or Friday. And so they're getting ready to open the hospital back up. We actually have opened a COVID specific COVID hospital there in uh, Garland, because as you know, the hospital has been shut down since March. And then we had lots of uh, COVID cases, both with the patients and with the staff. Uh, so they're thinking now that that with a little bit of moving around and and trying to get up and running again. And I agree with you. I hear you. As you know, I volunteer there every week for the last ten years. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, 
I was there at the VA hospital every week and, and sat on the mental health board of the hospital trying to listen to all the issues and things that, that veterans bring to us and, and try to iron them out, straighten them out, take them to the right people. And, and most of the complaints that we hear is the continuity of care, from uh, not, not enough uh, stability from a specific physician rather than being ta- passed around. And you're right, nobody wants to be passed around. But at least here in Tyler, we have our, our primary person that we see all the time. And normally the things, the people, the care that we get in Dallas is the specialty care. And then we also have to realize that the Veterans Hospital actually is a training hospital. I actually trained at the Veterans Hospital years ago in, in psych when I was studying uh, to become a nurse. So I know that we're going to have uh, physicians going in and out because of the fact that it is a training hospital. But we should have some stability. You're right. Ms. Rihanna, any final comments or questions that you have, Mr. Brown? We're going to bring in that. We have another guest that's going to come in and talk to us on the second half of our show. But we certainly have enjoyed having you on. Uh, I'm surprising your wife has nothing to say. Joe, tell her I said hello over there. I'm sure oh, she's, she's in bed. She's tired. She, she doesn't have a full day. With all of she the news things, she was just wore out. So. Oh, bless mm-hmm. her heart. Yeah, yeah. But, Ms. Rihanna, any final comments from Mr. Bill Brown? Oh, just once again, I'm I'm sickened that this happened to you. You absolutely don't deserve it. I also wanted to point out that we talked about how you fought for uh, people's right, your own right to have any political candidates sign in your yard that you wanted. But you also, it's very clear to me that just like the other veterans on this line, you fought for people's right to have a Trump sign in their yard as well. You would never deface uh, property the yeah. way that yours was defaced, and that just That's makes right. it even more disgusting to me. But my family and I are eternally grateful to your family and to you for the sacrifice and service that you've given to, the, to our country and continue to give. So thank you so much, and I do hope you find a little bit of peace on Veterans Day. I hope it's That's not right. a total loss for you, sir. That's Appreciate right. it. Thank very you good. very kindly. Yeah. Mr. Arthur? Yes, sir. Yes, I want to just say, hey, just, uh, you know, hang on in there. And it uh, sounds like you got a good support group. So, uh, you know, but, hey, hey, but if you need us to come down there, just let us know. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, and listen, my final thing to you, uh, uh, Mr. Bill Brown, is that don't, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Because those are small-minded people that would do something like that, whether it was a young person, whether it was a senior person, doesn't matter about the age. Uh, they violated you. We understand that. But hold your head high because you have worked hard to earn what you got uh, and that you made things possible for many, probably that person who did that uh, to you. Because like uh, Joe Biden says, uh, that he's the president for the United States and not for the Democrats or any party. He's for all of the Americans here in this country. And so that's what you did. You fought for every American here in this country. And we thank you and we appreciate your service. Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Ms. Brown, if you're not a, if you're not NAACP member, uh, you, know, you know, join a chapter down there and, uh, you know, <laughs> and start to work on those kind of issues that you think need to be addressed. Well, I think we are. Uh, I don't. Uh, we might have let it drop here in the last six months, but we've been a member for about ten or twelve years. So, it's, okay, uh, let's do it. 
So contact so whenever they come up working. They'll send me a thing, and we send them all. We always send them in whenever they come. Do they? They uh, Willie Jean at the at our congregation. Yeah, one of our church. And she she okay. send it, and we always send the money back in. So whenever right. it comes right. due, they'll they'll. They they are members that you know, and what Mr. Arthur is saying is is he wants you out there beside me, fighting. Yeah. So. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, I want you. In, I want you in the. I want you in the street. They done paint your box red. We want you in the street. Well, I tell you, I don't. I, you know, a, a lot of a, a lot of things. Uh, I I'd like to try to do, uh, but you know, with this PTSD, uh, you know, yes. you can upset um, me. I get upset in a hurry, and so I don't. I don't take it to a lot of things hey. in the street. You know, and I I like to stay calm because I mm-hmm. I, I don't like to get on point. And man, that point, yeah. you know, you're on high alert, and I don't like to be. Uh, hey, brother Brown. Uh, I don't. Hey, brother Brown. Hey, hey, brother Brown. You shouldn't have told me that. See, in the right situation, I might just come get you. <laughs> <laughs> he's not joking, my goodness. He's, yeah, he's not joking at all. <laughs> well, that, okay. that point guy, he picked up everything, and you know, I was good at what I done, and so. I don't yeah, want right. to. I don't think I ever want to go back in that <laughs> mode no more. So, it's yeah. Very, hey, 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 Brown, if stuff go bad, I'm gonna holler at you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we 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 understand. We understand very, very, very mm. well, very well, because it 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 gets pretty tough when you see when you see your battle buddies lose their lives. When you see all the things that you had to endure. When you see how many. Uh, people you put in a body bag and send back to America, all those things really resonate and they stay on your brain uh, for the rest of your life. So some things we'll never, we'll never get, pa- we'll get past them to acceptance, but we won't ever forget them. And they would resonate in the cobs of our minds from here until the time that we leave uh, this earth. Because my part was to put them in a body bag and send them back after their lives were lost on the battlefield. So that's a hard task. Uh, that's a hard task for you to have had to serve out there and for Mr. Arthur. So once again, we thank you so much. So chin up and don't let them spoil your Veterans Day. Get out there and enjoy it and be safe. Keep those masks on. I see you every You always have your mask on. You always do whatever it needs to take in order to uh, maneuver throughout this, uh, this day-to-day life that we're living in right now because the COVID right. is going to be with us for a little bit of time. Unfortunately, it's going to be here for a minute. And so we got to work to mitigate it and make it better so that we can get back to some form of normalcy one day, because in the, in the military, even it was a great career in the military, a great life in the military. But it, it's it's not the the norm that's out here. It's not what it's like out here in the civilian world. It's, it was normal for us, right? Because I, I can tell you unequivocally, loved the military, loved my time that I spent, uh, in all the years that I spent in the military, loved it and appreciated it, and thank those. Veterans, those excuse me, those civilians like Miss Rihanna, who pays our salary every month. But it is something that you never forget, and that's the things that we went through. That sometimes you don't talk about, but it's good to kind of talk about them and get them out, 
and then that way you're addressing your feelings. So I thought I wanted you to come on tonight so that you could address your feelings and get in touch with what actually went on. And so now that you've expressed it, expressed it and released it, and then we're going to turn it over to that man that you serve every single day. And I know who you serve. Amen. So that's Amen. it. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much. You can stick around if you'd like. I don't know if our next guest is on yet, uh, Miss Rihanna. And I think let me let me pull up and see uh, what her number is and see if uh, you, do you have any? You have one more thing, Miss Rihanna, that you'd like to? Oh, Mr. Cooper is on. Oh, Pastor Cooper. Yes. You have any comments that you'd like to say to Mr. My, uh, Bill my, Brown? Hey, my, Mr. Hey, Bill I Brown. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for his service. And I saw those pictures on Facebook. I think that was the same pictures I saw on Facebook today. It was. It was. It was. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and I was moving hurriedly. Little did I know that I would run into the uh, the, the man himself. But, you know, uh, Brother Arthur, uh, Arthur Fleming uh, said, said something earlier. Uh, you know, that is, the, the, and I think Miss Rihanna also said it, that probably is the 2 and 3%, whether they are young or old. But what we have to remember, and the thing that gives us our energy and, and, and our, our, our ought to, not our want to, but our ought to, of being out there having boots on the ground, is that those 2 or 3% that's acting on those motions are being celebrated and high-fived by the ones that won't move. And so mm-hmm. when they're painting the, the mailbox and they're cutting the signs, we had a young lady here, uh, they're using uh, machete to decapitate heads of signs, and, and that's, they're sending us a message. By doing so, they leave the sign up and they just take the head off with machetes yes. in this area. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so uh, it, it may be one or two that's doing that, but there again, they've been celebrated by the other fifty uh, percent or forty-nine point eight percent of whatever they're supported from. And so those are the issues that, that we have to remember to hold on to, not out of anger and frustration, but out of motivation. That's all. That's very good. Very good. Good point. All right. Thank Any you. Any comments to No, good. that's fine. Well, uh, I got a, another call, so I'll, I'll talk to you all okay. later. Okay. Thank you so the, much for being on. We appreciate right, you. Bye. Right, bye bye. Have a good evening. Okay. Well, guys, we just got a message that uh, that we had some persons with an S in uh, in our election uh, Smith County election board that uh, tested positive for COVID. And let me share with you that uh, during same thing during uh, early voting, one of my neighbors uh, got COVID while she was on duty. She's been our election judge for a long time and she got over it, but she passed it on to her husband and then her husband died of it uh, mm. about a month. Ago. Yeah. So, we got to be really careful. And, and before I, I, our other guest comes on, and yes, Miss Rihanna, it's a 918 number, Miss Maud, uh, that's going to uh, come in and talk to us. Uh, she's a, a small uh, business owner, so, so we always want to promote and push uh, businesses. But let me, let me just talk a little bit, guys, if, if Miss Maud can stay with us for a few minutes. This COVID-19 is a serious issue. And, and we have more – today we had 600,000 new cases, new cases. And we know Dr. Ben Carson uh, tested positive. We know that several of the people in Washington, D.C. continue to test positive, and, and we, we suppose 45 had uh, COVID-19. But, you know, he had all kinds of things that was, was given to him. 
but we know that they have super spreading uh, things going on. And let me just share with you guys that my brother-in-law is on life support with COVID-19. And yeah, so we, yeah, my sister's husband. And um, so we just, we, we got to figure out how we can mitigate this uh, awful disease. But let me share with you guys that, that we were on, I was on a Zoom call today with 23 people, a couple physicians out of Washington, D.C., and there's some things out there that is coming down the pipe that EPA, uh, uh, FDA, rather, has already approved. And I'm connected right there with, with these things. I, and I said to, to them today, we, 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 gotta, we can't just look at those 12 uh, that are up there that's going to be uh, heading up the task force for Biden-Harris. But we got to spread all the way down to the ground. We got to go throughout this region, down to the cities, down to the down to the school districts. We got to figure out how we can open this country back up safely. How our kids can get back to school. I mean, we're getting so many cases uh, where it's going through the football teams, where in their locker rooms because. Guess what? It takes a certain way to clean a facility once you have an infectious disease in that facility. And the churches are getting back and are, are, are they cleaning their buildings after their services? Some churches are having three services, mine is, to keep from uh, having so many in at one time. And even though they're still streaming and they're still doing all the things that they've always done, but are we really preparing our buildings? Are we really being mindful of how we need to use our microphones? And, and oh, my goodness, it's just so much to look at. And sometimes I cringe when I, I see things that I know I've worked in infectious disease for probably 30 years of my career in the military, out of the military. And so when I see certain things, it, it, it just it bothers me because I said, this is going to continue. Comments, anybody? Well, I've been... Ms. Rihanna, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, lately, I've been, um, I've been, you know, I kind of try to keep tabs on what's going on um, <clears throat> online and social media, uh, mostly on the misinformation side to see uh, what we're up against. <laughs> and right. So, you know, a big trend that I've noticed um, are a lot of these uh, privileged type of people, <laughs> entitled type of people, um, armchair lawyers, and armchair mm-hmm. constitutionalists who are going <laughs> purposely going into places still without a mask and insisting, you know, incorrectly citing law why they don't have to and they can't be denied service by a private business and coughing all over people when they get mad and, you know, all of that stuff. And, and 
I keep hearing the same talking points from all of them, and they're different people in different states, all of them using the same misinformation, the same talking points. I see the same talking points being spewed out on Twitter, Facebook, and I know we, we all know where it comes from and who else puts out such misinformation. And unfortunately, the suffering and the cruelty was the point, is the point with this okay. administration and the leadership that they lack uh, and, the you know, the way that they've gone about handling this. We could have been opened up by now. We could have gotten this under control by now, and that's the sad thing. So to see this misinformation just continue to perpetuate as people are out possibly infecting other people, um, yeah. it's just so disheartening. I can't imagine how you feel because you know the science of it. You know, I, I somewhat understand in a layperson's way the science of it, but you know the science of it, of the infectious disease. And it, 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 that's what's disheartening to me. So I just urge everyone, when somebody tells you, you know, to do your own research, don't believe me, educate right. yourself, Please, uh, please heed this warning. What what those words really mean is not what they mean to these people. Facebook is not a place to find scientific evidence. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we we need to listen to the experts and the science. Um, and please, it really is a matter of life and death, and it's a matter of our our world being able to open up again for grandparents to be able to see their grandbabies again. Or, you know, people to not have to sing happy birthday to their sis porch through a glass door. Um, We've got to get back to the human contact with one another, Um, you know, and our economy and our, you know, kids have to go to school, all these different things. Um, We're already in a mental health crisis in this country for uh, numerous reasons. And, you know, we've got to work together and, and help each other understand that we've got to rely on expertise on this. That's very good. Thank you for that, Ms. Rihanna. I can tell you that tomorrow morning at 1030 um, Washington, D.C. time, they're going to be meeting, the transition team is going to be meeting, and we sent some powerful stuff up to them. There's been a lot of research, and eventually we will have we will have these people on this radio station talking about the things that that are being put together. It's some amazing science that's being put together right now, and I I, I won't put it out there yet. But I was I was on a two hour Zoom today with with those twenty three people. So they were they were. Um, uh, mayors of, of, of cities in, in California and uh, in Louisiana. Uh, there was people from right out of uh, Kansas, out of uh, Houston, Texas, Tyler, Texas, Little Me. Uh, I mean, some some football players from Miami Heat. All kinds of people, physicians, scientists. Uh, that that's going to be serving on, on the Biden Harris uh, tickets for COVID. 
they're not part of the 12, but, but it, it's going to, obviously, we know it's going to take more than 12, right? It's going to take a lot of medical and scientists and all these people. Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Yeah, 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 back to your question. I mean, back to what Ron was saying. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the new reality coming. You know, and it ain't just going to come. You know, you, you, you got to fight for it, and that's where we're at now. Remember I said the, the, yeah. the, the last movement, the last 14 years, we got six more years. We got six more years to do whatever mm-hmm. it is we're going to do. You know, if history's any, you know, uh, uh, a blueprint. So basically, I say, so basically, we need to we need to start focusing on the 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 the, the, the Biden base. All this mm-hmm. energy focused on the Trump base. They lost. It's wasted. Stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know, we need to mm-hmm. focus on the Biden base. And yeah. so, you know, I hate to, uh, you know, spoil, a, spoil people's party, but, you know, quit out, you know, quit overanalyzing the Trump base. It is what it is. Right. Okay? Right. I mean, it's what it is. You know, just believe it. And right. focus on this base. Because, look, we got a serious fight for the Senate coming up in Georgia. That's what there the folks ought to be. Yeah. That's what he is, and, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Mr. Arthur, because there's eight of us that's going to head on down to Atlanta, Georgia, to work on behalf of Ossop and Warnock. We've already yeah. been donating, and I think it was like six or eight million dollars that was raised thanks to Stacey Abrams. She headed that thing up. Fair Fight is her group, and. Um, and so people get it, and you're right. And people are people are coming together. And I, you know, yeah, I'm sad you. that Jamie Harrison. Did, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Pastor uh, Mike Cooper. No, I think, I, that was yeah. oh, I, I think okay. that was Arthur. I think that was Arthur. Yeah, go ahead. But if you have any comments, go ahead. You know, we, all I'm saying is that we're sad that that uh, Jamie Harrison did not win that seat. And yeah. uh, I wish we could have fought. I, and and let, let's talk about a little bit about that, uh, Miss Arthur. I, you, you remember, I think that Jamie Harrison was talking about defunding the policemen. And so mm-hmm. people have different viewpoints about what that means. Uh, some mm-hmm. some people think that it means taking the money money away from them, and then some people. You know what? When they say defund, that take some of the uh, you because the fund, the the city, the city, the city. Wait just a second, but the city Mm -hmm. votes on their budget, and then whatever amount of money is earmarked to the police department, to the fire department, all of that stuff. The city council, uh, council government has already voted on it, and that's the way it is. But now you can always add. They can always come back and ask for more money. And the people were talking about, I think, a lot of sensitivity training that the police department, Mm -hmm. they wanted to see more of that happening for them. So taking some funds and putting that over there. But go ahead, Mr. Arthur, and then then, uh, – Oh, okay. You kind of talking about the moderates and – you kind of talking about the the moderates uh, charging Mm -hmm. up the, 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 quote, liberals for for, Mm -hmm. for using a slogan. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and actually, and actually, and actually, what it means is to reimagine police. You know, instead of maybe sending social yeah. workers out, mental health workers instead of instead of police to certain uh, you know situations. That's kind of what the you know what the whole you know, you know that whole basic uh, thing is. But look at but back to Jamie Harrison. 
Look okay. here, Jamie, Jamie Harrison didn't win because South Carolina already got a black senator. <laughs> they want to send those two black senators right. up there. Right. What's going to do that? Mr. Arthur keeps it real, doesn't he? R E A L. He is so bad. There aren't enough banking houses in that state. I have to stick around because I have to keep it real. He does not bite his son because it hurts, right? No, he doesn't. I'm telling you. Oh, God. Look, saying that it ain't had nothing to do with no defunding, no police. I'm just trying to say Thanks for straightening me out. Thanks for straightening me out. I'm going to bring my other guest in. I forgot she was over there waiting. She wanted to get in on this conversation. Miss Maud, are you there? If Miss Rihanna, you can yeah, I'm and bring her in. Hey, how are you doing, ma'am? Good evening. Good evening. Miss Maud, she's coming to us from Oklahoma. So, uh, it's great to have you on, ma'am. And so I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Do you have any comments in yes, regards to it? Before? Yes, but jump right in there and tell us what you got to say. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good evening. And uh, first I want to uh, thank you so much, Dr. Shirley, for having me on, for giving me this opportunity. And then I want to think we faded out. I want him to know that God is always going to be in control and let him lead him and him and his wife to, to be where yeah. they're comfortable in, in yeah. the Holy Spirit. You know? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, they're, they're, they're members, I, they're members of your church as well. Oh yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am Maud Latimer. Maud is M-A-U-D Latimer. And I am originally from the U S Virgin Islands. And I've been here for over 40 years, and yes, I do have an accent still, and I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've uh, lived in um, in uh, Muskogee. I came, went to Muskogee, went to Okmulgee, went to Tulsa, and now I live in Owasso, Oklahoma. And um, I've always been in jobs that, that take care of people and help people. I was in the airline industry. Then insurance industry, then the medical industry and um, medical professionals. So I was always taking, I always like taking care of people or helping people to, to live a better life and to take better care of themselves. And so when this uh, opportunity came to me um, uh, in 2015, it was just what I needed at the time because I um, had retired from the medical field, and I was doing my thing, you know, cleaning house, shopping, working out. I work out. I do all kind of of uh, fitness program, and um, but I I wasn't feeling fulfilled, and so this hair brought me the fulfillment that I wanted because <clears throat> I could go out and I know that I'm helping people to make a difference in their lives, and they could rewrite their health history if they so choose to do that because of what we have our hands on. I'm with a publicly traded company that's on the NASDAQ, and, um, and uh, we have a proven, a proven uh, technology called NRF2 activation, and what we do is we can activate the body 
rather than just simply supplementing the body, we have activation. And activation, I don't want to even use the word Trump. (laughs) Okay. That's not a good word. (laughs) No, it's not. It's uh, effective and it's uh, it's a pathway in your body that that they, that it addresses and help your body, your own body intelligence to make your own antioxidants rather than taking something to to get antioxidants. Your own body starts making it after taking it. Uh, so the reason why it does that because it reduces something called oxidative stress. So you'll say, what is that? You know, and oxidative stress is the damage to our cells from the air we breathe, the pollution, the industrial, the cigarette smoke, the GMO in the food, the chemical in the water, the cell phone, the computers, the air, the, the sun, Exercise, lack of exercise, and too much exercise, it all causes mm-hmm. oxidative stress, which is damage to the cells, toxic, and inflammation in the body. And then it causes diseases, and it, it ages us. So who wants their body to be rejuvenated or activated, and who wants to look and feel younger? That's what we're about. <laughs> okay. So is this, this is a type, is this like herbal herbs or tell yes, us more about, plant. okay. It's a natural, okay, okay, go ahead. It's a natural plant-based product that was back in 1969, the scientist, Dr. Jim Accord, he's a world-renowned scientist, and he, he discovered an enzyme that gobbles up free radicals. And when he discovered that, he was called the father of free radical. So he, the, the, the enzyme is in McCord unit because it's named after him. It was such a big, big deal, you know, went into journals. And a lot of doctors don't really know about this because they, uh, they were younger when that came out. And then he, so when he discovered that, he said, if I could find some other herbs that can uh, help the body to work better, I will have a, a, a really good product. So he went back to the lab for 40 years. So in 2005, he announced it to the world that he had this, something that can reduce oxidative stress by 40% in 30 days. So when he did that, all these Scientists and universities around the world start calling them and saying, we not only want to know about this, but we will fund our own money to study that, which is unheard of because most time when you have something that you want to get somebody to do a study, you're trying to find money to do the study, you know? And right. um, they, uh, they say they will fund their own so when ABC got a hold of that information, they say not so fast. That have never been proven. So we're gonna to come to your place of business. And so most time when ABC wanna do an investigative report on a company, 
they would say, shut the back door, shut the front door, no thank you, you know. But <laughs> okay. Dr. McCord and his researchers and doctors, they always say, come. So that's what we have. And that's our validation because I am just a messenger. I'm just saying there's something you need to look at. Here is the information. And that's how our, our business works. It's word by mouth because, because this is the model that we're, we're doing. And um, so when they came, like I said, now we have an ABC primetime report. And that's what I would love if anybody's interested in knowing about this. Product, then I can send them that uh, that ABC report, and, and so I give them ask my numbers. My, let me give right, them my ahead. numbers: nine one eight eight five two four three zero one. You could either call or text me, or I have an an email, either one, whichever they would like. Well, um, so when they came out, and um, that that. That aired back in 2005, they had 5 million orders for this product. And they couldn't fulfill it because they weren't set up for any marketing or or distribution. So it took Mm -hmm. them nine months in that time. One of the peer review studies came back on from the Louisiana State University saying that the doctor needs to make a product that is topical because this topical product can go down to the cellular level and will help okay. the skin. You see? So so when they uh they put they didn't weren't able to distribute the uh put it out, put out the product. So they went ahead and put it in DNC, Pride Right and C B S and all those pharmacies. But it wasn't doing good there because, as you know, those places have so many things. Nobody right. knows that this is a, you know, this is a, a breakthrough science product. Nobody don't know what that is. You know, they just see the activator, but nobody don't know what that is. So they didn't mm-hmm. do real well in those in that in that format uh, in those places. So they called out. Uh, they called out a consultant and they say, we are losing money and we, um, and people was like saying, well, you know, we didn't get no products and everybody was just wanting this product and they, they couldn't get it. You know? So then they, um, they call out a consultant and the consultant say, you mean to tell me you have a peer review study on this product, two peer review study and a ABC primetime report? He said, this this uh this needs to be by mouth. You know, you need to, to uh do another form of distribution and that's to put it in direct sales. And of course the doctor mm-hmm. is didn't want that, you know. And so mm-hmm. but when they did that, he finally gave in because they were losing money and they were gonna go bankrupt. And uh, Okay, so let me let me so, ask you this. So ma'am, let me miss more so the way that they can, okay, so you decided not to have it in the drugstore, so now you put it in direct sales. So the way that people exactly. can find out more about, and tell, tell us that website again, uh, and, uh, and then give us your, the telephone number that you want, and then people can be able to 
contact you to find out a lot more about yes. it. Uh, yeah, my, uh, and my if there's a website. Yeah, my my phone number is 918-852-4301. They can call me or text me at that number. And, and if they have interest, I will send them that information to look at right. the ABC report. You see? And then there are some other things that I can give up. But um, so the first year they, they made eleven million. They were only making three million. They were making uh, eleven million, and then they, the first year, then they made um, uh, thirty-nine million. The second year, and the third year they made a hundred million, and then the fourth year they made two hundred. And they say, well, we know that this way it belongs, so that people right. can tell our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how how long so have you been in this business? Questions. Yeah, how long have you been in this business? How long have you been in this business for five years? I came in to just get the product, but I was so blown away by what it did for me and it helped me that, and I saw the opportunity because I was already caring about people and always encouraging people about their stuff, and so I decided to do the business because there's a business aspect. So you know, anybody's looking for a side gig or something that. They want to help people okay. with their health. <laughs> so then yeah. there's a business okay. access to it also. Okay, so, very good. Well, uh, I got that. Miss Rihanna has it on. So um, so we'll make sure that uh, your information gets over onto our website. Okay. So thank you so much All for right. being here. So we're going to talk. You can feel free to stick around and be with us. Miss Rihanna has to take off because... She'll be back shortly. Okay. We're going to get our little Colin <laughs> off to sleep, our grandbaby. So, um, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So, but let let's let's Mr. Arthur and I. I don't know if uh, if, if Pastor Cooper got this or not, but but Miss Rihanna just sent us. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, she sent us, and I'm gonna I'm gonna forward. Uh, was it Mr. Arthur? No, I think it was Miss Rihanna. It sent. Uh, it says uh, the heading head, headline of this says the director of election crimes at the DOJ quits after Barr says feds will investigate Trump's election fraud delusions. So. Uh, Pastor Cooper, I'm going to, Mr. Arthur, why don't you send that to to, uh, Pastor Cooper so that he can have that article in front of him and and let's let's dialogue a little bit. It's so interesting, though, to me how, yeah, how um, people are are, are just defending. First of all, let's take a look at our elections. These elections, the way we have been electing people is the way that we have been doing this for for year, ever since I, Ms. Rihanna is back. Ms. Rihanna, can you tell us a little bit about what that article? I was about to try to try to read it, but I was listening to uh, Ms. Maud. I wanted to make sure that I got all of her information in my brain. But tell us what that article is saying, please, ma'am. Absolutely. Um, uh-huh. Attorney Bill Barr today said that the DOJ would investigate Donald Trump's unfounded accusations of voter fraud. And Almost as soon as he announced that and gave the uh, the prosecutors at the DOJ uh, the nod to feel free to investigate those uh, ridiculous accusations, the top um, the top prosecutor uh, in charge of 
investigating elections frauds uh, sent a letter in saying, you know, hold on a second, I've got exactly what it says. <clears throat> Having familiarized myself with the, this new policy and its ramifications, I must regretfully resign from my role as director of elections crimes branch. Um, wow. He'll still be a line prosecutor, but he had to say, absolutely not, I'm not going to be a part of this because as we all know, he, he too knows that this is just ridiculous. Um, so ironically, he's going to be um, investigating uh, corruption at the DOJ. So he, he may be investigating these investigations for all we know before too long. Um, but, yeah, just another unscrupulous thing Bill Barr has decided to, to do and feed into these delusions um, and misuse the – uh, Department of Justice. So let's talk. I mean, you know, that's what I was about to say. That this process of electing people and 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 someone is someone has a lot of background noise. It's, I think I don't know if they're doing their dishes or what, but but mute while you're not speaking, uh, and then that way we don't pick up the background noise. But um, but it, it's just overwhelming to me that that Barr and some of these people, to include uh, Mitch McConnell, I mean, you listened to his speech today, and you would have thought that Trump had won this election. And there are some people who are actually here in East Texas thinking that he actually won the election. There was a, a litany of teen wheelers and all of that that drove around uh, the Loop 281 there in Longview uh, on Sunday, uh, saying that that the Biden stole this election. Can we count? That's that's my question. It can't, do we know how to count? Go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, sure, you, know, you, you, you know, you would, you, you uh, I think you say you made some political science. I, I made it for a few years too. Also, that you know, okay. political science-wise, what you're looking at, this is what's called, this was called an attempted soft coup. You know, you know, those people you name, that's called, you know, like in political terms, that's called a cabal. That's yeah. a group of people, <laughs> a group of yeah. people, you know, working, you know, working for themselves for whatever gain it is mm-hmm. they're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And so basically, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, again, mm-hmm. huh? go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, I'm just saying is that, uh, you know, that being the case, you know, we need to, you know, I saw people start, you know, just start being more realistic about what they see and people still hoping stuff. And, you know, right. we need to start believing what we're seeing and believing what we're hearing and take the appropriate, you know, actions. And, and again, right. the best thing we can do is focus on the Biden base. Don't let the media direct us to trying to figure out how they're feeling. We know how they're feeling. They for child mm-hmm. separation. I mean, you know, they right. for, you know, they for, you know, they're against the working wage. You know, they don't want mm-hmm. the plant to be clean. They for dirty water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, they for dirty, mm-hmm. di- dirty judges. So yeah. basically, mm-hmm. that's what that is. So we, you know, we gotta. Mm-hmm. Again, this just the beginning of the fight. This ain't the end, and so we got a lot. Of, you know, got a lot of work to do. Now the good news is, again, if we can in the midterm, if we can, if we can uh, duplicate yeah. 
this in Texas in the midterm because people need to understand, mm-hmm. hey, y'all, you got it, but if you want to keep it, you got to come out of the midterm. You don't come out of the midterm, you gave it back. You gave it back. That's it. And so, and so this is going to be the test for Texas. Have we learned anything? We'll see in the midterm. That's what the test is going to be. Right. Right. Well, and can, can I just say, give a, a shout out, uh, can, can we not um, this time just sit back, white folks, and rely on our African-American sisters and brothers to lead the way like they had to do in pretty much every election in modern yeah. history, particularly I'm thinking of the Doug Jones election. Uh, it yeah. can't be... 80% of the people doing 20% of the work, that, that whole thing. It cannot be yeah. uh, just, you know, a sit back and, and let our brothers and sisters uh, lead the way again. We got to pitch in. We got to follow the lead, every one of us. It's going to take all of us. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just, just yeah. pointing that out and giving a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a great Pastor, point. Uh, Pastor Cooper, yeah, because, go ahead. Yeah, because uh, – I'm just looking at statistics. I love numbers. And they said 91% African-American female voted for Joe Biden. And then we have 18%. So I'm going to, since you stepped out and challenged uh, all Caucasians, I'm going to step out and challenge all black males because we don't need to have identity crisis, you know, when, when it comes to doing what's moral and ethically right. And voting for the right candidate, only because we're confused with what it is we're doing. So I'm going to challenge my own uh, brothers that are out there uh, confused in, in in their own neighborhood. And so this is about economics. And if, if you cannot support your own family, how can you support yeah. a candidate that's not supporting you? Hey, 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 hey Mike. Hey, 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 Mike. Yeah. I was telling Shirley. Hey, Mike, me and Shirley's conversation. I was telling about 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 the new demographics and about the attempt by both parties to separate, to break up the block. I'm just trying to tell you, it's a money, it's a money being spent to do what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So it ain't as simple as, mm-hmm. well, you know, now, you know, they know, I mean, some games being played and we got to understand it. We need to educate folks as to what that is and what our interest is for the black matter. We still vote 80 something for Biden. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but if you look at the media, you know, it's always, and I, I mean, this is where I look at it. Uh, they make clear to separate the, the the black female vote from the black right. vote. They yeah. don't say black vote; they say black female vote. And, right. and that, and to me, and to me, that is where I feel about it. To me, it's the you know, it's the you know, it, that's the working of the you know, trying to split up the block. When mm-hmm. they, yeah. they address you as the uh, the black mate, the, the black female, you know, and lead a male out. Hey, I'm just right. saying. Right. No, absolutely. Well, I, 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 but we have to do on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but let me tell you. Did you guys see? Did you guys see the pictures of the brothers marching to the polls and their yeah. the 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 Greek yeah. brothers and that regular bro, the brothers the yeah. non Greek brothers and the Masai, the Masons and yes. oh my was that an amazing photograph? Absolutely. Are we working? They stroke. Stroll to the polls together. <laughs> it was beautiful. Love it. And Love there, there was it. quite right. a quite uh, an African American uh, Greek presence at the Biden Harris 
beach as well. I, I was happy to see uh, of course. Uh, that purple and the pink and green, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was nice. And the black and gold. Oh, yeah, they were there. Oh, yeah. They were there. The blue and white, they were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. then, uh, guys, are we are we gonna have an inauguration? Let me tell you what. There's people that are sending me their buses, uh, their trips that they are planning to leave to go to Washington D.C. And I tell them COVID still exists. I cannot get on a bus and ride. Mm-mm. Don't you get on the ride. bus? No, I don't. No. Absolutely, Mr. Arthur. You remember when we when we chartered buses and went to from D.C. from uh, from Dallas to D.C. to uh, the 50th March on Washington. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So yep. much fun. That was now, now bus trips. Are, I love them. They're amazing. I I really enjoy them. But we can't get on the bus and ride. I, I think about when we chartered the bus, uh, uh, Pastor Cooper. We went to uh, we went down to uh, Selma, Alabama. Just before COVID hit, I mean, it was so beautiful. And then the next week, now, I thought about this. I said, boy, somebody had their hands on us. And we know who that was because we were all 53 of us on that bus going to Selma, Alabama to see the week before, the week or so before the COVID thing, John Lewis spoke. That was his last major speech. Before he got it was an amazing trip. We had a wonderful time, just like we did. We, I, I chartered another bus when we went for the 50th uh, march on Selma, and we marched across that bridge hand in hand. With the, it was packed, probably ten, twenty thousand people down there marching across that bridge, all over that little town called Selma, Alabama. The Greeks. With the, I mean, massive amounts because the Greeks really put on a big to-do down there one of those days. It was outstanding. And then I thought about, boy, how blessed we were that none of us got sick with COVID-19. Amen. So we were mm-hmm. singing on the bus and having a blast on that bus. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Thank well. God for the blessing, right? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. Well, you know, I think I saw earlier. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Pastor Cooper. Yes, sir. Okay. Go ahead, Cooper. I was just saying, you know, I saw you talking about Representative John Lewis, you know, and they showed different documentary and different things of, you know, of course, celebrating the win. But uh, then they showed uh, him in the cloud of witnesses, you know, cheering us on at, at the end. Yeah. And so I got to think yeah. about that. And, and, and we need that today because uh, uh, President-elect uh, Joe Biden had a meeting with Pence. I don't know if y'all saw that. And uh, they're not. trying to get this transition. Yes, they're trying to get this transition of powers. And uh, uh, President-elect Joe Biden is saying that he will then sue uh, and put pressure on President Trump's uh, administration to do the right thing, mm-hmm. whether he does the right yeah. thing or not, so that we can do the, this transfer of power and not have it delayed and, and hindered. So, uh, so wow. he's fighting. He's fighting with laws and and, and he's yeah. uh, being tactical. So didn't know that, right. but I, but that that's I talked to one of the the persons on the transition team, and she's already there. She flew in and today. And I talked to her tonight, 
And so she is the one that was telling me that the transition meeting is at 1030 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. uh, so I asked her to get back with me after and give us a briefing. And then maybe we can bring her on the show and and let her talk to us about uh, what actually, as much as she can talk about, you know, what actually transpired. But anyway, they're they're working. They've got a big work day going on there tomorrow. Go ahead. They need to fumig- they need to fumigate that place for any for they for they that's right. I know that's the truth. Need to be some serious. They're not going to be at the White House. Uh, they're going to be hey, look here. at hey, look here. a different look location. Homeboy spread it. Mm-hmm. Look at homeboy spread it everywhere, baby. He didn't just say at the yeah. White House. Yeah. yeah, he got it all up yeah. in the right. No, it, no, it, it'll be uh, it'll be uh, it won't be until January that they they're in there. They're going to be in other places for the meetings. I don't know where that place is, obviously, but uh, I know it's not going to be at at the White Hand House. Who's going? Who wants? Yeah, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> No, they have, nope. to, they have to go it's through gonna, the square. It's going to take a minute to get that stain out of there. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, and it's going to be a hazmat you need to go ahead and leave now because we're getting ready to make some chitlins and some shrimp and all that. <laughs> for uh, not, a, 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 oh, well, that's scandalous now. Have y'all seen the one? <laughs> y'all seen the one about <laughs> Paula White talking about them, them black angels go couple back? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> his disordered 
yep. personality yep. and his malignant narcissism and what he's likely to do, the damage he's likely to do on his way out, and it's not a joke. Yep. So I hope no, people tune in when she talks. She knows what she's talking That's about. Exact, she knows exactly what she's talking about, and she's studied. She's practiced for a very, very long time. So that's right. She knows him from childhood up. Go ahead, Miss. Yeah. Here's the thing about a narcissist. Oh, like this guy. Here's the thing with this guy. It works like this, y'all. The more attention you give him, the more they clown. And so what I'm just saying is that you know, you know, we're actually, we're actually, you know, look here. He looks on TV and see what he needs to do next. He gets instruction from TV. Yep. Yeah, you know, and then folks be talking about what he might do, and then he take that and he say, okay, if they say I might do this, 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 I think I do this. I, I'm telling you what's going on. Yep. We're actually, we're actually feeding him. We're That's actually right. feeding him his, 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 you know, what he's doing. I, I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, it, it's weird. Uh, because the technology situation we're in, but that's actually what's happening. If you stop back and just step back and look at it, we're telling him what mm-hmm. to do, and he picks from the options, and that's what he does. That's what he does. Well, a, so lot of people are happy, a lot of people are happy to see him clown like that because they exactly. say the more he clowns, the more, the more, <laughs> the more that people turn against him. They sell papers. Uh, I mean, for making money. Yes, they are. Yes, yeah. they are. It's true. One young lady that was interviewed today said that um, she understands now how the uh, uh, Democratic Party felt because she feels like they did four years ago when they felt like the election was stolen and that uh, she can never well, that's get over it. That's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. That's Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right. Well, this is, this is a Caucasian woman. She said she would never get over yeah. it no matter what they uh, they say or not say. Uh, she she would never believe anything other than the fact that the election was stolen. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the sad thing about that is that it's based on zero facts or evidence. That's right. the difference. <laughs> right. And that, not that you're making the false equivalency, you're not. But the media right. will pick up on stories like that, just like Mr. Arthur right. was talking about earlier, and and take that narrative. Oh, we need to understand the Trump voter. Correct. We understood it when we first saw it. They they just took the sheet. I already off. understand them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't. There's already. nothing more to understand. They're morally bankrupt. They're not paying enough attention, or they just don't. It, you know, and not or and you know they're either you know racist bigots or are a okay with. The I want to hear about the Trump base. Right. We get we get that the the people who have spoken louder. Yeah. And said, these are the policies mm-hmm. we need. These are the changes we need. These are, you know, we need some governance. Mm-hmm. Understand us. Understand us. We're the ones that spoke louder. We don't need to understand these people anymore. And, you That's know, right. the reason we thought that our election was stolen from us was because it was based on facts <laughs> and evidence. <laughs> I mean, there was interference going on. There was co- collaboration between one campaign and the foreign countries trying to help yeah. him along. We yeah. saw the evidence from, you know, the technological standpoint. Oh, these d- different databases were breached. Uh, these, you know, information was released and, and helped these candidates and this candidate no. and the top candidate. You know, that was based on evidence. So I guess that they're sad. <laughs> They've got a case of the sad because they feel that this was stolen from them, but it's based on nothing. No, right? white people. No, no, you know, we talked about this before, Rihanna. Remember, white people are afraid about the demographic shift. 
That's yeah. why they pack the courts. Yeah. That's why they pack the courts yeah. to 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 you know yep. to hold on to the power, to, right. to the legal power. So no yeah, matter yeah. what the election sh- uh, out, you know outcome is, they can have control of the power through the courts. You gotta understand yep. what the motivation is. The motivation is it, yeah. it's a basic survival instinct. What it is, it's a basic mm-hmm. survival instinct. And they and, and they got enough white folks to believe that that's the only way they're gonna survive. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when Johnson said, you know, uh, if you tell a if you, if you tell a poor white man he's better than a, a a black man, that's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta give him nothing. Just tell him that, he, that yeah. he's better. And so it's kind of yeah. we, so it's kind of psychology that we're dealing with. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a it's yeah. sick. It's a sickness. <laughs> it's a sick psychology. But yeah, yeah. That gets coddled and coddled and coddled and coddled. And I'm glad the demographics are changing. White people can't be coddled anymore. It's got to stop. Well, let me ask Pastor Pastor Cooper, did you have any uh, election of any African-Americans in your your district? As far as, like, uh, uh, counting-wise? Yes. I don't know what was on your ballot. Uh, we had, yes, we had uh, city we, council we, and we had a county commissioner on our ballot this time around. We had our county uh, sheriff again was reelected for the second term. Wonderful, Zena. Uh, yes, Zena. All right, give yes, give her our very re-elected. best. Give her our very best. I okay. will. That's, I will. I will. That's what and I wanted then, to hear. Uh, Javon Pollard, uh, uh, our first female constable, uh, African. Wonderful. Yes, All right. that's her second term. Excellent. Uh, Constable Bates uh, in Fort Arthur, Texas, uh, his second term, African-American constable. Uh, okay. I think it's just, it, it goes on and on, and, and that had wow. a lot to do with the Good Trouble Pact that we started. Uh, okay. I was running from that meeting. I was 20 minutes late to this call because I was leaving that meeting where we right. had our honorable uh, United States Congressman uh, Nick Lampson. That's a great yes, friend. Yes, sir. Uh, my good uh, friend. President. My good friend. Your good friend. Yes. Well, there you yeah. go. And, and you know he's great <laughs> friends with our president-elect Joe Biden. Yeah. We had him down here at his house and a couple of other Wonderful. Meetings. So, so we look forward so to he, having so he's back, future So he's president. back in Congress again? So is he back no, in Congress no, again? Uh, he's not. Okay. No, no, okay. he's not. But, but we're thinking okay. about running him again. He ran for uh, yeah. the Jefferson County uh, judge uh, uh, one okay. term ago. So we're thinking about using him again. And uh, okay, but we keep him, he's We, we ran at the same tonight. time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, and uh, he's one of those guys, and he's giving us tidbits and information and, and giving us positive thoughts. So it, it was incredible, incredible. I wish I could record it, but uh, I had too many things going on. My phone was dying. Uh, but it was sure. just incredible times. We had a great turnout what? election, and we, we swept almost what? every event that we had today. Oh, and then our awesome. uh, honorable uh, representative, state representative, Joe Desitel, was reelected. Oh, of course. And he was Desitel. in a heated Contested race. Yes, they had a young Republican, twenty-four uh, year old guy. He had a contested right. race. Yes, Ooh, I right, didn't know that. Right young man, but uh, big money got a hold of him and put him up against our uh, our uh, beloved Joe. And I don't think yeah. he received seven percent of the vote, but the numbers uh, escaped me at the time. But I don't think he received very okay. many votes. So, sure. but, but uh, we won. We won. So we're excited. Very good. Very good. So then let's, wow. let's take a look at what, what it's going to look like down there in uh, Austin, Texas, this time around. Did we, did we not lose a few seats on the Democratic side of the House? And then uh, are we going to are we going to be able to get uh, my sorority sister, Sophronia Thompson, in as our Speaker of the House? That's what I want to see happen. What about you, Jim? Okay, what I'm at the State House? Uh, what I'm at the State House? 
well, Sophronia is is running for Speaker of the House. Representative Sophronia. What happened in the election? As for, and what happened in the election? Yeah, that's what I'm. What's the number? Well, I don't. You know, I I know that. Let me let's put, Ms. Rihanna, can you Google and find out for us what yes. happened at the state level? We got about five more minutes left before it's time for us to end the show. But I thought it was said that we lost we lost some seats at yeah, the I house of the Democratic House. Yeah. I think we yeah. lost some seats at the state house. At the state house. And you know we lost we we lost about ten seats uh in US Congress. Even though we still will be in control, the Democrats will still be in control mm-hmm. of the oh, yeah. um, House. But but I think they were. No, I was about, talking about the well, 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 actually, I was talking about the Texas State House. That's what I was yeah, talking about. yeah, we we were we were talking about the Texas State House as well. That's why I was talking about Sophronia Thompson. We, we have a lot of work to, to do. Run. We're still yeah. red, and if you look at the the, the the lay of the land everywhere in the United States, you have the blue dots around, but we're surrounded with red. And that's mm-hmm. with the experts. Uh, uh, you know, you used to have the suburbs, but now we have experts. And, and so these folks are going to fall out. And, and and like they said, the conversators said, I didn't say this, but they said like-minded folks are living next door to each other. That's and, it. And, but yet they're still driving to our urban uh, communities and take our jobs and then take the money back to their communities. So these are the things, the work that we have to do in the state of Texas. I know it's happening everywhere, but we really need to focus on this in Texas because we're still not a blue state. Sure, that right. is black folks in East Texas. Sure, that is black folks in East Texas. Yes, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm trying to see how I want to answer that. We, we, didn't, we didn't have <laughs> anybody on, on the ticket that – we had one person on that ticket that uh, – here in, in Smith County, and that was the uh, and you guys know about that constable race, the the debacle of that constable race. So that mm-hmm. actually the person, the only person on that ticket was the only person on that ticket that ended up being there, and that's uh, Mr. Trailer, and so he is actually uh, the constable. Yes. So, yeah, did the black that, increase? That's, that's what, what I'm trying to ask. Did it increase anything? Oh yeah, increase? oh, oh yeah, increase. we 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 increased. We increased. We didn't increase the, like we should have, but mm-hmm. but uh, because here's how I, I see it, uh, Pastor Cooper and everybody. I, I I believe that I still say this. I've been saying this a long time that Texas is a battleground state, and that we got a lot of closet Democrats that that need yeah. to come out. They they haven't been voting. Uh, more of them voted this time around. But I believe that if every person who says they are Democrat and if they would vote on a regular basis, we would do much better because the, we have a million citizens in District 1, SD1. That's my district that I ran in. And we, we may get three or 400,000 people out to vote. Well, what are we going to do Go about that 40% Hispanic vote? Uh, what are we going to do about that? Because that's a constant that they're, they're, they're ready you know, you know, drag us down. That forty percent Hispanic vote, you know, that's that, that's something we have to yeah. uh, actually get with our Hispanic uh, organization and actually have a real conversation about what they did. Let me tell you something. I I, I pull I pull up thing about the election breakdown, and they got mm-hmm. a category huh. called white Hispanic. Mm-hmm. White Hispanic. There is no, there's no thing yeah. as that. There is no, there's I know no it ain't. I'm telling you what this, <laughs> there's no such, I'm not trying but I'm to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but this is the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, but this is the game. Yes, sir, yes, sir. But this game being
those are folks that's hiring them when they come over here, and they know that, mm-hmm. and, they, and they know that they helping them work, so they feel like they need to vote for them. I, I'm telling you what it is. Oh yeah, yeah you're right about it. Yeah, you're right about because it. Well, it's, Dago, it's the same game. It's the same game that Trump, Trump played with uh, Cubans, for example, in mm-hmm. Florida, um, appealing okay. to yeah. Cubans in particular. You know how Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz have this disdain right, for right. Uh, immigrants that they see as coming over on south of the border because when your dad came over, you know, it was <laughs> you touch the land and you're in. No questions asked. No paperwork. Right. You don't have to stand in line. So what do they do? They, call they disdain it's, people who, call frame, yeah, call you know, lock action. the gate. Lock the gate. I'm in. Affirmative action. <laughs> yeah, you said affirmative action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same, it, and it's the same type of game, you know, pit, pitting one against the other, and you they know, exactly. and that's right. Well, well, many people benefited against for the uh, for the fight of. Uh, I lost my thought. Uh, Church, what, yeah, what did Church, you just say? Church, yeah, Church, Church, you agree with this? You agree with this because you because you served overseas. Okay. When I was overseas, mm-hmm. white folks told the people over there all kinds of things about us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the Biden conquer mm-hmm. thing. And what I'm yes, telling sir. people is, y'all, that the same thing is happening over here. They got all these different groups yeah. of Hispanics. They got them squabbled right. against each other because they got their own hierarchy. Right. And they and, right. and they turn them against black people. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And t- yeah. so that's how you get that 40%. I, I'm telling you how they get it. You know, they get mm-hmm. it because, mm-hmm. because they run this program where they got them squabbling against each other, trying to be white. Right. Because they offer right. that to them. Like I told you about that, that thing I just said, uh, you know, here in Texas, right. white Hispanic. Yeah, you know, that type yeah. of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that even oh. sounds funny, doesn't it? Hey, I know a bunch of Hispanics got white on their birth certificate, I'm telling you, and they told me that they do it. And me, and me and you both, me and you both. They told me they do they it because, because it gives them an advantage. That's what they said. That's what they told me. That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they told everybody. I'm, I'm and here it, to testify. You can't does. scrub this off. Ahead, you can't scrub this okay. off. Don't claim it. Don't claim it. You can't scrub it off. <laughs> Sick people we come from. Sick people. <laughs> hey, guys, this has been an amazing evening. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. We, we appreciate the veteran for coming on and sharing his story, and uh, we're going to reach back to him and make sure that uh, that he rises above this uh, stupidity that existed among him and his family. So thank guys. Tess Cooper, always come back and be with us on Appreciate Monday. Appreciate it. We love right. having you on Marvelous Monday, and it has been a Marvelous Monday. And so if, Mr. Arthur, if you don't have anything else, we're going to turn it over to Miss Rihanna because it's 10.02, and we want to night. end it and hear, hear, play our theme song. We always enjoy hearing our theme song. But, Miss Rihanna, it's all yours. Good night, everybody. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out, oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, 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 oh. To the heavens, no man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us 
justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be Thank you. 
only one tenth of one percent. That's four tenths of one percent right now. We could be in a recount territory in Arizona. That could take a little longer. But if Biden does hang on in Arizona, that would be 11 more electoral votes for him. Uh, last but finally, has remained uncalled for a long time. You don't. 